your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan. On today's episode, we will be discussing the March schedule. Very interesting to look at and playing a fun game of what if. And we have a handful of questions. I think we'll get to all of them, um, but kind of just some, I don't want to say bizarre. They're not bizarre. I mean, I think some of them are very real questions yeah. on the uh, what if section of things. So uh, first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. <coughs> All right, Mr. Sullivan. Yes, it's tough to believe, but we are already into the month of March. Uh, that that groundhog who i think i don't even remember if i think he saw it so we had six more six weeks more weeks of winter i'm in pennsylvania is, i should know yeah that's true <laughs> that is true um and for a moment there I, I i was reading an article and i and about you know the groundhogs and all that mm -hmm. and there's another one that happens in jersey uh, there's another groundhog that does the same exact thing that punk satani does and I was just reading this article, and that groundhog like died the night before they were supposed to do it. So I'm like, he knew too much. Oh man, I'm like, we are screwed for this this winter. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but it, it, you could look it up if you wanted. But for a moment, I thought it was Punxsutawney. I'm like, oh no, like we are really screwed. But it doesn't matter. N neither here nor there. We are getting towards the end of the, the winter season, mm -hmm. uh, and we are getting into uh, not the meat of the NHL schedule, but, you know, we are in that. Yeah. But we're into March, and March is is always, you know, fun. You have the, the trade deadline coming up towards the end of it. And there's some interesting games for the Avs. And, you know, with this the schedule, like it has been the past couple of months, a lot of games to be had. Mm -hmm. abs. um so we'll start there and you know we'll, we'll start you know there's a total of uh for home games seven home games and for away games you got four five six eight away games so almost split down the middle but the thing that stands out to me two things stand out to me for the march schedule one is you're not playing a lot of division games. Mm -mm. You're playing a grand total of two division games, both on the road. One yep. is actually Thursday at Arizona, and the other is uh, March 27th at Minnesota. And that's it. For the Avs, I don't think that matters that much because you know, you're in the driver's seat in the division. You don't need to make up ground. No. Uh, but for other teams that are trying to make up ground on you, they can't do it against you. They're nope. going to have to do it against you know their own schedule and leapfrog the teams in front of them, basically. So, and it's hard. Games, it's not a lot. 
And it's hard for those teams in the division to hope to leapfrog the Avs when they're not playing division in division teams, and the teams that they are playing are a lot easier than what you would have to face in the division. Yeah. Looking at you, San Jose. <laughs> right. Um, and I mean, it's going to be tough for anybody to catch the avalanche anyway, as, yeah. it, as it is. As we are recording this on Monday night, Avs are 12 points up on Minnesota. So is Minnesota playing tonight? No, they're not. So that's not going to change. Nobody in the division is playing tonight, actually. So, <clears throat> you know, the division is not going to change. So it's going to be tough for anybody in the division to catch them anyway. Yeah. The thing that other the oh excuse me, the other thing that stands out to me <laughs> in this divi- or in this month of games is you play Calgary mm-hmm. not once, not twice, three times. So all of your games against Calgary this year are in this month, and they're pretty spaced out. It's not like you have a back to back and a home and home or anything like that. You are playing them twice at home and once in Calgary. Uh, The first time you're playing them is this week on Saturday. Uh, The second time is March 13th, which is a Sunday. And then you are playing them at the end of the month on March 29th. Mm -hmm. So kind of like once in the beginning, once in the middle, once at the end. And that's a team that you at this point in the season, you know, this is not in March. Yeah. Both of these teams know where they are right now. Calgary mm-hmm. is is on fire. Yes. And, you know, that's uh, no pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> but you want to those are going to be three games. A lot of people are going to be viewing and yep. how those two teams play against each other, because uh, that very well could be a Western Conference final. Yeah, absolutely. Like you Calgary, other than like the understood, like the avalanche or the juggernaut, everybody's kind of gotten kind of complacent and just kind of un- it's an understood Calgary is the hottest team in the NHL right now mm. and just the whole put it on a poster Nathan McKinnon Johnny Hockey this is your game tonight you're getting eyeballs and we talk about statement games all the time the Avalanche just went through that with Vegas Calgary is definitely a measuring stick statement series like a three game series both home and away how the Avalanche fair against Calgary. I'm excited to see that matchup. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we said, people are going to be watching those Mm -hmm. and it's going to get tagged as that. Mm -hmm. All three of those games is going to get tagged as this Western conference final. And it very well could be. I mean, like you said, yeah, as as hot as the avalanche have been, uh, the argument can be made that Calgary is the hottest team right now. I think they're nine, one and oh, in their last 10. Yeah, they are. Um, But they are, now six points up on Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, and actually the Kings are in a better position than Vegas is. The Kings, the Kings are only three points behind <clears throat> Calgary, but Calgary has two games in hand on the Kings. So um, they're good. <clears throat> they're a good team ever since they made that that trade. And yeah, you're excited to to see these two teams go uh, up against each other. That's going to be. A lot of fun. And we get to see that Vegas, I mean, the Los Angeles team as well in March. Mm -hmm. And they're sneaky good. Yeah. Like they've they've always given us problems because you kind of overlook them. This Mm -hmm. year, they there's a reason to look at the Kings and they could be a problem next year. Like this is one of those teams that they're building it the right way. Yeah. Yeah, you do play them. You play a lot of Pacific teams. This mm-hmm. month, 
Um, you got Calgary. My cats are going crazy. Um, Kings yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Calgary, the Kings, the Sharks twice. Yep, you have the Sharks twice. Edmonton, Vancouver. So you're playing like, <laughs> you know, and you just played Vegas at the end of February. So it's like mm-hmm. you're getting all of your Pacific games in uh, in the month of, of March. You also play uh, the Islanders twice, which once is tonight. You play Philly. You play the Devils. I mean, and we already said you play Arizona. It's a favorable schedule for the Avalanche. Outside of the three Calgary games, if you want to throw L.A. in there, um, you know, if you want to – Edmonton is up and down, but that's going to be exciting because it's McKinnon and McDavid. Mm -hmm. And you are playing Carolina, too. Carolina is obviously one of the better teams in the league. You're playing them next Thursday on March 10th. So that's when the Avs go on a a mini uh, East Coast swing, which, oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Sullivan and I will be attending. So uh, next Monday, you're not going to the Monday game, right? I'm not going to be in New York. Okay, so I will be going to the Monday game, the Islanders and uh, Avalanche on Long Island, and then the very next day, it's the Islanders in New Jersey against the Devils, and uh, both Kyle and I, along with some other familiar faces, will mm-hmm. be there. I think Mr. Adam is going to uh, make the trek on down, mm-hmm. so he's going to watch that, so that'll be fun. So uh, follow on Twitter, because uh, I'm sure there's be some fun uh, moments being posted from, from that game. Yeah. That's right. You'll have both of us for meeting face to face for the first time. That's true. At an Avalanche game, so the hockey gods will be smiling on that game. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, all in all, what would you think? You know, would be a a successful month of March, record wise. <clears throat> you're you're playing 15 games, a lot of them favorable. What are you looking at? If I'm looking at this schedule in my burgundy and blue glasses, I would expect this March schedule to mimic the January record. Mm. Like the Avalanche are, they're putting out the performance where they could do it easily. But you're also, you also know that they can step back and let you down in a game. Where is the Boston game in this schedule? It might be that Carolina game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's always tough. Yeah, you're right. But honestly, realistically, like speaking as a true Avalanche fan, they should walk out of this with maybe one or two regulation losses. Like that's, that's honestly that's, that's, that's the level prediction. the Avalanche are that's the <laughs> level that the Avalanche are playing at, and it's what you expect. Like they're still sitting on ten losses. We're talking about it's March already, right. but they they got ten regulation losses. Which is incredible. I know. Yeah. And, and and it's tough to go and predict like, oh, you can sweep a month. Like, I can't go that far. You have to assume that, like you said, there's going to be not a, a Bruin style of game. You don't want them to play that type of game, but just losses. You would have to mm-hmm. think there are a few losses mixed in and maybe ones you won't expect. Mm-hmm. Now, they only have one back-to-back this entire month. That's nice. That is the two that I will be attending, the the Mm -hmm. Islanders and and Devils. That's the only back-to-back. They have three sections of the month where they have two days in a row off. That's a plus because these schedules, you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. I'm not saying you're going to be 
completely well rested, but getting an extra day off is like getting a week off at this point in the in the season. I don't know, man. I think you know playing Calgary three times. I, I can't assume you're going to beat them all three times. Let's just say you win the two at home. The home team takes care of business. All right. I mean, where is the outright struggles? Yeah, you would have to say the Carolina game because that's you know in Carolina on the East Coast. And then other than that, man, I mean, your 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 tough division game is Minnesota. That's in Minnesota. That's always tough. Yeah, man. I mean, you look at it and you're like, yeah. On paper, the Avs should only lose maybe one or two games. Mm-hmm. In this month. But God, that that is a big ask of a team. So this we'll is see. it. Would have been bold to say in November. It would have been bold to say in December. This Avalanche team has month after month surpassed all of our expectations. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I would not have anticipated this Avalanche team looking like this at this point. Mm-hmm. So now you're just kind of playing off what they've already shown you. Like, okay, I've doubted you all this time. Continue what you're doing. And if mm-hmm. continuing what you're doing is putting off like one regulation loss, okay, I'm cool with that. Keep going. Well, this kind of leads into our next segment in the what if, and it is one of the questions and we're going to save it for the last one. So uh, hang around for that. But first we're going to listen to or hear from bet online and then we'll kind of dive into these uh, what if questions. So uh, bet online, obviously the football season is over, but you have your basketball season, which is in full steam ahead mode in both pro and college Hoops, March Madness. We are in March, so it's mm-hmm. officially March Madness. Even though the tournament hasn't started yet, it's officially March Madness, if you ask me. Time to get um, mad. But that's right. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm always angry. Uh, from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It remains the best location for your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for the NHL, boxing, and UFC. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all of the action. That is BetOnline.net, and it's where the game starts. So playing the what-if game is uh, it, it's fun because mm-hmm. you, know, you can always – look at alternate realities that could have happened and Marvel um, made a series out of it. So they did. Yes. Let's uh, check it out. Um, so, and, and some of these are looking in the past and saying, what if, and then, you know, a couple are looking into the future and saying, what if, so, um, you know, I think it's good to do both of those, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so some people might say like, I don't want to look in the past and say, what if, but, we're going to do it. So just, you betcha. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to deal with that. Um, and I think we should start with the the big question. You know, what if the abs do pull this thing off this year? You know, this from last year to this year, you, you could really say this is like a cup or bust for this, mm-hmm. for this franchise. Um, and this year seems even more so than last year. Last year with the shortened COVID season, I'm not saying you give them a pass because everybody's in the same situation, but this is your first real 82 game season in a little while. Um, and now you're, you're, you know, you are expected to, to go win this thing and big picture. What if they do win it? What does that mean for this franchise in terms of 
does it become a place that you can lure free agents in because number one, you've won the cup. Number two, you show no signs of slowing down. Like you could still go out and win a few more. And is the appeal of the Colorado Avalanche, does is it get a broader, does it cast a wider net if they can can win this thing this year? I say absolutely because of a couple factors. This is the first year on ESPN, TNT, brand new eyeballs looking at your sport. And if the Avalanche win the championship and win the cup this year, this is a whole new fan base that says, oh, these guys are good. And I, I, I love you, Adam. Like, I'm going to say this now. Avalanche could be the first actual Stanley Cup champion we've had in three years. <laughs> <laughs> now look look i say this because there are those detractors like montreal say well it was a shortened season everybody's got their excuse like it was a bubble yeah. like everybody has their little excuse to take your little dig at the lightning yeah you take all the excuses out of the season this year 82 games full playoffs everything yeah. is right back to normal so you take all the excuses and all the things that everybody says well tampa did it because the avalanche can show you why we did it. Mm. It takes all those excuses out of the way. If yeah. they win it this year, it's a statement win. Yeah. I, there are some people that just feel like, yeah, we haven't had a Stanley Cup, a true Stanley Cup winner yeah. in a couple of years. I'm not one of those guys. You know, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, everybody's on the same playing field and you mm-hmm. know, we had the opportunity to win it. Um, so, but it is kind of a funny conversation to have and, and, and see yeah. Tampa Bay fans squirm when you, when you, when you mentioned yeah. <clears throat> but it, I mean, the fact remains is, yeah, we haven't had an 82 game season in a little while and it is nice to get back to that. So um, I always think of the, the, the golden state warriors. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, just a team that, that nobody pays attention. I should say nobody paid attention to like, yeah, they they had their their streaks every once in a while. When they got Chris Webber in the draft, they kind of yep. like well, they traded for him. But um, that that's a small market team that all it takes is one guy to turn that thing around, and everybody wants to go play for them now. Um, and we we used to be, yeah. We had oh, absolutely. we had Paul yes. Correa and Timu Solani wanting to get back together one more time just to play with Sack and Forsberg. Yeah, right. So, and I kind of feel like is Nathan McKinnon or even Kale McCarr, like mm-hmm. the, the Steph Curry of, of hockey. <clears throat> and if they can, you know, rattle off, you know, a, a Stanley Cup win the way that the team is constructed now, you have a lot of uh, co- contracts expiring. Um, you might become that. You might become mm-hmm. that small market. They're not small market. They're a mid-market team. Mm-hmm. But a destination, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it, it's it, it could very well happen uh, where the eyes turn to it. I think it's happening anyway. Yeah. Within the hockey community and teams are recognized. Players are recognizing what's going on. Yeah. Uh, when you have that extra chip on your shoulder and you have that extra, you know, <clears throat> um, bargaining chip of, yeah, we won the cup. And just imagine if we could do it with you, said player. Like, yeah. It does. It does. It has, has some extra appeal for for teams. So I think it's only big things happening from here on out for the Avalanche for a little while. Yeah. Having said that, or if you guys say something else, go ahead. No, I mean, um, players around the league talk about Kale McCarr watching him as like a fan. So mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to play with Kale McCarr and get one more cup? Just saying. Yeah. 
And that, that could be it too. Like, you know, those veteran players yeah. that haven't won a cut. Like that's why Claude, we're hearing Claude Giroux's name. Mm-hmm. So um, having said that, you know, what is kind of leads into this? What it, we've heard, he said it a couple of years ago, Nathan McKinnon, when talking about his contracts, it's the, the best contract in the history of sports. <laughs> um, and it's running out after next year. He did make a comment. This is over a year ago now, a couple of years ago, where he said, uh, you know, when he signed that contract, that was his value. He, mm-hmm. he had not taken off to the stratosphere he's on right now. Um, but when this current contract expires, he did say, he goes, I would take less. Yeah, I would take less again if it meant whatever, bringing more, you know, that that would be incredible for mm-hmm. a superstar player to do that. Number one, I don't think he is. I don't think the avalanche are. <laughs> but what if what if, he's he's making I think like six and a half right now or something like that, or six point four or something. What if he says, I'm fine making that? And that gives us incredible flexibility to bring in other players. Uh, what, what? Yeah. What if he does that? I think honestly, the deeper this year gets, like closer we get to the playoffs. I think Nathan McKinnon, the way the league is shaping up, like I think Nathan McKinnon's on the cusp of becoming like the LeBron James of the NHL, where he has the ability mm-hmm. to say, Ooh, tread, "Tread lightly, tread lightly." He has Go the ahead. ability to say, "I'm taking six point five again on this contract, and we're not going to win just one." but we're going to win two and three. <laughs> and then he's, yeah. this is going to be like the new thing. Superstars taking less to bring in. Hey, Sid, you want one more? Come on in, take less. Hey, uh, insert star here. Yeah. Hey, Zidane Chara, you want one more? Come on. Oh, no, I don't need, I don't need Chara. Like, uh, you just, old. you just loaded up. Hey, what's league men? You're, you're going to retire 750,000. Come on in. Yeah. Just and then I mean he's on that cusp. If you take less, you can do more. You can. And you know who who always did this was Tom Brady. Yes. You know, up, up until when he went to Tampa, you know, he, he and Tom Brady was getting paid. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But um he understood like what it takes to to bring in players. He still made bank. Don't don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But uh he could have man he could have commanded much more than he wanted. As much as I dislike Tom Brady. I give him a lot of credit in that aspect. Um, I, I don't think Nathan McKinnon is going to say, yeah, just give me six and a half million again. I, I think he's I think he's gonna want to be at least the highest paid player on this team. Mm-hmm. And and that will entail him being near ten million dollars yeah. a year to beat Miko Ranton and out. Um, but I on the on the flip side, I generally don't think he cares to have that title. I don't. I think he will. Yeah, but, I don't, but he doesn't play for that. He doesn't play to be I'm the I'm the richest guy in the Avalanche. He doesn't. Um, I think he will be. I think he deserves to be. Mm-hmm. But could I see him say like I'll take eight, or eight and a half? I, that's more feasible to me than him yeah. saying like I'll take less and stay at like six point five. I could see him. I think he wants an increase. I think he wants to be if not higher than Miko. In the Landeskog Miko range with money, and if that's the case, say he falls in between those two, that still helps the Avalanche out a little bit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. If, if he nobody on the roster that's making ten million dollars a year, that's good. Yeah, 
if he goes out there and says, I'm not going to make more than my captain and makes just under Gabe and says that verbatim, I will get McKinnon tattooed on my back. I, th- I think, you know, and <laughs> would he not do that? I could yeah. absolutely see him doing that. I really could. Yeah. Um, but, and on the flip side of that, I, I really see the avalanche saying like, no, we're not taking any chances with you. We're offering you 10 million a year. I could see that too. There's so many outcomes to this that I could see. Yeah. Um, but, and, and that, that's why it's such a good question because mm-hmm. he wants to win a cup. Now, if they win the cup this year, that throws a wrench into things because then he's like, all right, we won the cup. Now, now you're going to have to pay me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll keep a close eye on that. Um, all right. A couple more to get to, but we also have to get to rock auto. So let's hear from rock auto. And with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Excuse me. uh, Save time and money using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices at Rock Rock Auto are reliably low for every customer. So you can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right. Uh, We talked about Nate and kind of going hand in hand now when you talk about Nathan McKinnon, you're going to talk about Kale McCarr. Um, To me, he's the front runner to win the, the Norris. Uh, but what if he does win the Norris and I guess, how do you want to phrase this? What if he comes in top three in the heart voting? What does that do to Kale McCarr's superstardom? Basically, I think of all the what ifs we've talked about so far, I think this one could be a, when he wins the Uh, Norris and gets top three in the heart, um, especially if you go back and look at his stats, what he's been contributing this year, and we talk about it all the time, like analysts are getting bored talking about Kale McCarr, so they put him up there with a legend when they're talking about, or a Hall of Famer. He's going yeah. to get up there in that top three, and eyeballs are going to shift to him because he's playing positionless hockey. He plays... That's a good That's a good way to, to describe it. Yeah. He's yeah. he's he's scoring like a forward playing defense like the top defenseman in the league. Like he's playing positionless hockey and it's going to be like he's going to throw a wrench into what is the heart, what is the Norris because he's going to start checking the boxes for all of them. He's going to be up for every award other than the Vesna. <laughs> he's going to be up for coach of the year too. <laughs> G- um yeah, I mean he's He's getting to the point of, you know, he's on the covers of video games. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, and, and, and that, that's a big deal. It really, you know, you talk about Madden all the time and, and mm-hmm. you know, players get upset when their rating is not where they think it should be. It's because it's a big deal to them. You know, video games are billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. And when you're on the cover of one, you've reached another level. I think that's how, like we were getting mad when, when, uh, Nathan McKinnon is getting, you know, overlooked mm-hmm. for the, do you think Kale McCarr gets a, a 
NHL EA NHL cover before Nathan McKinnon does. There's a Abs- I think he does because honestly, I think he's going to have that career like when it started out and he break a video game the way Michael Vick broke Michael uh Madden. Right. They're going to have to reconfigure the game to animate Kale McCarr because your typical computer defenseman doesn't play like Kale McCarr. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and I think his appeal is is more than McKinnon for mm-hmm. some reason. I just feel like he like Kale McCarr is more liked than than Nathan McKinnon, and maybe it's because McKinnon plays with that you know that edge. Yeah, <laughs> where um, and you're in awe of him, obviously. Uh, but I some I think some people are rubbed off by like his his attitude. Yeah. Um. But Kale McCarr just has that like just silky smooth style, and a lot of people like that. And yeah, he you know he still has that you know boyish looks to him where he's very yeah. unassuming. Um. And he just he just seems like a nice guy, and that a lot of people like that in their their athletes. So I don't know. I just feel like he's becoming slowly a a more and more household name and he you hear the ovation he got at the all-star game that was yeah. in vegas yeah he got a huge ovation from that crowd so i just feel like he's he's well liked around the league around fan bases um and if he can do that if i mean you know i threw out this question a while ago what if he he wins a heart I think he's at some point in his career, I think he's going to, and it could be sooner rather than later. I think he's got the Norris. I I do. I just, and there's other very good defensemen in this league and we've talked about them and it's going to be a really good vote to see. I I just feel like he's got the Norris on lockdown right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's got that. And I do, I think he is going to get some serious consideration for the heart when it's all said and done. And if that happens, you're, you're, you, you've reached a whole nother ball game in, how this league will market you. And that's yeah. the other side of it. We're talking about, you know, the face of video games. He's going to be one of the faces of the league. He's yeah. going to be up there with the McDavid's and the Matthews and Ovechkin's and stuff like that. It's going to happen. And if he does, if Nate does take less and this does become a destination team, doubling up on the what ifs we've talked about so far, he could be up for Rocket Richard. Like, if he yeah, could just get out there and not have to I'm talking his scoring potential. If he knows yeah. he doesn't have to cover all of these positions and do all of these Kale McCarr things, if Kale McCarr could just go out there unleashed, he could start messing with some scoring titles. Uh I mean that that's a big ask. That I mean that's that's for goal scoring though. Yeah. I don't. You really think he'd lead the league in score and in, in goal scoring? There's a point where you get so know. bored being so good at what you do that you try something new. <laughs> he he's got that potential. You've seen him off a of faceoff, like his slap well, shot has this. eyes. I'll say this: like it's not you know, every single game he's getting opportunities to score. <laughs> yeah. So goals, not just mm-hmm. goals. Uh, but I mean, God, if a defenseman led the league in goal and scoring goals like that, that's you're the greatest ever to do. So I don't know. Mark it now. We'll be we'll be talking about this in about two or three years. Okay, I, dude, I will be the first one to admit defeat on that if that ever happens. <laughs> I would love to see it. Um, all right, let's get to was one that we're gonna have to shelf, which we'll do for another time. But for uh, this one, uh, we kind of saved the best for last. So what if this team? 
not only gets the franchise record in points for a season, but does go on to win the cup. I know we kind of referenced that in the beginning, but if they if they win the cup and in the process get the the points, uh, the most points in franchise history for a season. Are they the best team in franchise history? Honestly, I without any doubt, this is going to be this generation's like how we could sit here and go Sackick, Forsberg, Dead Marsh, Foot. Like we can rattle off that whole that whole team. Right. You're going to do that with this team. You're going to go Gabe, Miko. This is the new generation of the golden era of the Avalanche. Like the Avalanche we fell in love with. There are going to be kids today that say, I grew up wanting to be Nathan McKinnon. I wanted to be Kale McCarr. I wanted to be Gabe Landeskog. Mm -hmm. That is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, there's so many players on the team to fall in love with, mm -hmm. like we did with with uh, the team from the mid-90s to the early 2000s. That, that's absolutely true. There's definitely parallels there. Uh, if they were to get the franchise record for points, they'd have to best 118 points. Uh, that on itself is incredible. You know, just looking at that, having 119, 120 points is is amazing. I always hesitate to to throw a team in the best of category like immediately, like right after a season is over, and if they win it. A lot of people want to just catapult them to like right to the top because emotions are running high and you always want to do that. So I, I, I hesitate to really like put them there. They will be there. They will be in that conversation. You cannot deny that if they are up there in, in, in you know, if they best them in points or even if they're in the vicinity, say they fall short by two points, say they get 116 or 117. Are we still going to like deny them uh, being one of the best in franchise history because of that? There would be some purists who say, no, you need both of them. Okay, that that's fine. I get that. That's your metric. Okay. Um, but I, I would, you know, where is the league as a whole? Is the league more difficult now than it was then? Two different eras. Two yeah. different eras, fewer teams. But the talent level <clears throat> from top to bottom is better. Uh, but, you know, different, different era. You know, that's the, the dead puck era. Shameless hey, um, so you know it. It's it's different, and and that that that's where it's always tough, no matter the sport, to compare what's happening today in sports to what's happening or what happened thirty, forty, fifty years ago. You do know if the Avalanche follow my prediction for this month, mm -hmm. we'll break the point record by the end of March. Just this month. <laughs> <laughs> Like if you then, have if you drop one regulation loss and you get a point yeah. in every other game, is it, yeah. Uh, what are you up to? I mean, they're at eighty two right now. They're right? at eighty two right now, and we have I think it was sixteen games. Uh, you're around, yeah. So if if you won, you, there's because they dropped one in overtime in January. I think it was, yeah. So you, you'd be around there. You'd be you'd be pretty close. You'd be pretty. Yeah, April would just be like you're playing with Monopoly money. I mean, this is we're talking about greatest of all time, and we're look the possibility of flirting with the all time point record by the end of March. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I mean, you are in, you are in the conversation, and I think it's a short conversation between you know the the teams that won the cup. 
Mm-hmm. Where where would they rank? Uh man, it's tough. That, that that's you. You'd almost have to put them up there. You really, you really, really would. And I know a lot of people are like, "No, that's you're messing with my Sackick and my Forsberg and my Wall." <clears throat> All right, but what these I will tell you, if this team wins the cup this year, they now are the second best. You can debate the 2001 team all day long, but they beat that first Avalanche team that won the cup. See, and I like that first Avalanche team just because I do too. A great story, you know. What I it's mean? a that's... great team, great story. I uh, you would have to be like one A, one B with that 2001 team because yeah. of the Ray Bort storyline and everything. I know, I know but <laughs> they are right there. They are. They are. But uh, we'll have to revisit that when the season is all said and done. And then maybe mm-hmm. we can have that debate. That's what I want. I want to have that debate. Uh, but in order for that to happen, the Avs got to win the cup. So uh, you take care of uh, going to win the cup, and we'll take care of uh, discussing where you fit in the uh, pantheon of avalanche teams. We got you, so, fam. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for today. Let us know what you think. Uh, any of those uh, kind of pique your interest in, in how you feel about, you know, what we were talking about, definitely let us know. Uh, I'd say send an email, and you always can do that, but the discussion is usually on YouTube where, uh, you know, a lot of people throw their opinions around, which I absolutely love. So we all have our opinion on this stuff, so throw it out there. Uh, but for now, that's going to wrap it up. Let's uh, see if the Avs can get a win against the Islanders. Let's hope that they can. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to, to discuss that and anything else that happens. Maybe a trade's going to happen. I don't know. Nothing seems to be going on, which is surprising me. So, Calm maybe, before the storm. Yeah. And maybe if we stop talking about it, something will happen. <laughs> so, All right. That's going to wrap it up. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.